Well, bless you. We're so glad you're all here. Um, I am going to just talk comment about what happened uh, there. Uh, my child, Sarah Bett, was back there on the computer filling in, pinch hitting. And she told me last night, I don't like doing it because there's so much pressure. I said, honey, there's no pressure. The computer does it all. Just sit back and just ride it out. <laughs> if something gets off, get it back on. Well, I can tell you throughout that whole song, it kept changing. She would get it back on the right screen and then it would change it. Every time she'd get it on the right screen, it would change it. So she was fighting this monster through the whole song. Well, if you could know, the worship team was hearing a guy tell us the wrong thing to do in between, in the middle, not even at the right time. It wasn't the wrong instruction. It was in the middle of the section telling us the wrong thing. And I will tell you that sometimes things go wrong. But can you hold on to what you know? That's what we had to do. We had to hold on. And not just hold on, we had to do it well and had to worship the Lord and had to say, okay, this thing's off, but hold on. And they did. I don't know how Cody was able to stay on the lyrics because it, it shows us the lyrics up there for us on the screen as well as the chords. So he's having to dive his head back into his music and try to keep up with where we are and lead us all. And this guy is telling us the wrong section every single time. And, and I don't know if y'all were even watching me, but I would just smile at everyone. I'd be like, <laughs> Cody keeps singing, and then it goes again. I'm just like, and I'm watching Sarah Bett, and she's, and because it kept repeating, it was putting the same light cue up, which makes it go dark. If it repeats one, it shuts the lights off. So I'm just like, everybody just hold on. Um, funny story. Amen. Thank you. Well, it wasn't me. The team did an excellent job. Cody was back there driving, and it just messed up. And um, take my kids to Disney every now and then, and they've got water slides. And with every child I've had, I think every child I've had, they are the first time when they're like two or three, so scared to death to go down the water slide. And I want to get frustrated and think, we've paid all this money. You're going down the water slide. <laughs> no, Dad. No, Dad. I'm not going down. I'm not going down. Yeah, you are. Let's just go up there and look at it. Not knowing it's a trick. <laughs> I said, here, sit in the water. Okay, it's okay. I still don't want to go. It's okay. <laughs> and they're screaming. I don't think they know how to say four-letter words yet, but I think if they could, they would be saying them all the way down the, the slide. In their hearts, they weren't happy with their dad. But what I would tell them is just hang on. Hang on. You get to that bottom, you're going to feel differently about it. And they got out wanting to yell at me and hit me and scream and cry. But at the same time, they're like, can we go do it again? Yes, we can. And a little bit similar there, you know, I told Cody, I said, hey, we just got to ride it out. Just everybody stop listening to what he's saying. Go back to what we know, we've practiced, we've prayed, we've worked hard. Ignore this voice. Hold on to what we know. Sometimes there are voices in your head that are steering you the wrong way. And you've got to know the right one. If you know the right way, then you know when that voice is telling you wrong. Now, Cody could have shut it off. If he had we would have lost a little tick that was holding us completely together. And I don't know if you know, but that song is a challenging song. It's a different type of beat. It's a different type of feel. 
and my drummer, all the instrumentalists just held on and did an excellent job. Hold on. Hold, there's a scripture that says, hold on to that which is good. Hold on to that which is good. We've got to ignore that that does not line up with the Spirit of God and with the Word of God. So if I could encourage you, take a little tip from us this morning, is we're not going to quit. And regardless of what's going to come out, we're going to worship the Lord. And if it's terrible, humanly terrible, I don't care. We're gonna, we've worked hard, we've practiced, and we're going to give it all that we've got. I want to encourage you. Hang in there. Today we're still talking about uh, the armor of God. Let's just quickly recap this scripture. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Once you know what happened this morning was the strategy of the devil to throw us off. No, really, devil, you're going to have to try harder than that. We know better. We will finish and we will worship the Lord. And if we've got to shut everything off and just acoustically play or shut all that down and just start shouting, we can do that. We will overcome and we will worship the Lord. Amen. All the evil schemes of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Because of what we're facing, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be standing firm. You will. Stand your ground. Putting on the belt of truth and the body of God and the body of God's uh, body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. Today we are talking about gospel shoes. Anybody ever seen a Pentecostal holy dance? I can't do it, but there's a little kicking going on, and it's kind of a. Anybody know that little? That little jig, I can't do it. I'm not, I, I, I didn't get that gene. I can dance, some would argue, but I can't do that dance. But we're talking about the shoes. I didn't hear that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, some dances need to just be left at home. Uh, others need to be, it's like the tambourine. Leave the tambourines at home. We'll play the other instruments in the church. Okay. Putting on sandals of the gospel. It says in one translation, Paul says, having shod your feet. And what he's talking about are sandals. And, you know, back in that day, they did wear sandals, but the, uh, the soldiers wore a different type of sandal. And the biggest factor, the biggest piece that was different between their sandals were the spikes on the bottom of their shoes. They had spikes made of leather, laced around the ankle, came halfway up the calf, but they were fitted with spikes. And I think that we're, it's pretty obvious why they would have spikes on their shoes. Because of the terrain, because of the weather, because of uh, maybe the grass was slick with dew, or maybe it had gotten muddy, or literally bloody. These battles that these people had, thousands of men would die, and there would be blood all over the battlefield. And they would have these spikes. Did you catch one? There's one thing that really stands out to me through this whole scripture in Ephesians um, chapter 6 is standing firm. That after all these battles, you will stand firm. 
you cannot stand firm on, uh, if you do not have good footing. Amen? I've told y'all before, I cannot make it. My feet are so, I, I'm such a wimp to not wear shoes. I have to wear shoes. I cannot take it. I must have on shoes. And as a runner, shoes are vital. You've got to have good shoes. If not, you're going to hurt yourself. But similar to uh, the soldiers of that day, look today at maybe athletes at track and soccer and football and baseball. I can remember watching, it might have been a Super Bowl one year, and the weather was so bad, they were changing the spikes of the shoes during the game. The players were coming off the field, taking their shoes off, and they were putting on a thicker, longer spike because their footing is vital. These guys are getting pushed around on the battlefield. So what does that mean for a Christian today? How do we put on the shoes of the gospel? Well, if you noticed, if we go back one scripture, my phone went to sleep. Can you go back one, whoever's back there? lost connection it is just that kind of morning should to catch a word that's right prepared it's a big word it is about the preparation of the gospel of peace just as the sandals help keep the soldier on his feet in battle being prepared to share the gospel with others will help us to stay on our feet as a christian why because it's very vital that you understand the gospel well enough to share it. If you don't know the gospel well enough to share it, then how can you even know if you're saved? If you just say you're saved, but you don't know how to share the gospel, you don't know how to share how you got saved, how can you even know that you are saved? Can you all follow me? This leads to a lack of assurance. If you don't know what to tell others how to be saved, you can't really know yourself how to be saved. If you don't know how to tell how to to yourself know how to be saved, you can't be sure that you're saved. We need assurance to know that when we die from this earth, where we're going. And if that's the case, if you're not for sure, you don't know. Let me tell you, you are standing on slippery ground. Anybody here gone and hiked the window cliffs yet since they've opened that new state park? I want to go. But if you don't have good footing, you're going to fall. So wear good shoes. It's quite the hike. Don't just take off. It's like a two and a half mile one way. I think it's, is it five miles round trip? And it's not an easy five miles. It's not like going to tech and walking around the track. It's um, challenging. And wear good shoes. You're also going to have to walk in water. So wear shoes that can handle the water. There's nothing Satan likes more than for Christians to not know for sure whether they're saved or not. And it messes up our evangelistic efforts. It dampens our zeal for the Lord. Makes us afraid to serve others. To be effective on the field of spiritual battle, Christians need to get their sandals on, which means they need to know what the gospel is, how they themselves are saved, and how they can share that message with others. This is talking about the preparation 
of the gospel of peace. The shoes are not the gospel of peace. The shoes are the prep being prepared to share the gospel of peace. When you put on shoes, you're preparing for your day, for what you're going to do. Your shoes aren't doing the things that you're doing, but they are helping you to get to where you're going. Right? I could probably do my shoes without I do my shoes. I could probably do my job without shoes on. But today I put on a certain pair of shoes to do this job today. On purpose. Did it on purpose. So what's the gospel of peace? Did you catch what it says? Good news. I don't remember the last time I turned on the news and got good news. They may think it's good. It's usually not good. I don't hear much good news. Well, I want to tell you that we have good news. And that good news is that while God is holy and we are sinners, and do you know what? Sin deserves punishment. But God, out of His great love for us, sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die in our place for our sin so that anyone who wants eternal life in heaven with God can simply have that just by believing in Jesus Christ. What did I just say? We're sinners. We deserve to die. We deserve punishment. But God, out of His great love for us, sent His Son to die in our place for our sin so that we would not have to pay that punishment, pay that ransom, pay that price, but that we would receive what Jesus Christ deserved for walking this life uh, without sin. We get the reward of Christ by believing in Christ. That is good news, that I do not get what I deserve. That my pathway is not a, destruct, a pathway of destruction, but a pathway of hope. I have hope, not because of anything I've done, but because I have received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe in Him, and I believe in His ways, and I follow those ways. I have good news to share. Could you share that? As proof that Jesus did everything that was necessary and that, he has prom that his promise of eternal life can be trusted, he rose from the dead and is now in heaven with God. That is the gospel. He did not stay in the grave. He overcame the grave for us. He overcame the grave for us so that we wouldn't have to withstand the grave. We would receive eternal life. It's good news that God is offering us salvation, that God is offering eternal life to all that simply believe. We make this way too hard. Believe in Jesus Christ. doesn't matter how good or bad we've been. We simply believe in Jesus Christ for eternal life. We receive it. What better news could there be? But notice specifically that Paul calls it the gospel of peace. Because God has made peace with us through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. Once you know from the time we're born, we are at war. We are at war with Satan and we are literally, our flesh is at war with God. But when we receive Christ, 
we are brought into peace with God. It is the gospel of peace through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. But there's something else in verse 15 that I want to point out. That the gospel, that the sandals are not the gospel, the sandals are the preparation of the gospel. This means putting on sandals is not the accomplishment of just knowing what the gospel is. It is rather having prepared a plan to share the gospel with other people. I found it so amazing listening to um, this woman's story last night of her mother and how she prepared to share the gospel with everyone that she saw. And every opportunity that she had, she took it. It was such an incredible story. I, we have it taped. I don't know if we'll have it up online uh, to be able to listen to, but it was just incredible how she shared the gospel with everyone and how effective she was in sharing the gospel. Not only how effective she was in sharing the gospel, but how effective she was in praying. And they weren't these eight-hour prayers. They were just, hey, God, I have a need, and I'm expecting you to meet this need. I know how good you are, and I'm just going to ask you, would you do this? And miraculously, over and over and over and over and over, we heard story after story over story after story after story of God meeting those needs. Was it kidney stones? They had an x-ray one day, the next day, gone. You explain that. I can't explain it other than supernatural. So putting on the sandals, like with every other piece of armor, Paul is not just coming up with these pieces of uh, spiritual armor out of thin air. He knows his Old Testament, and each piece of armor is found in the Old Testament, mainly in the book of Isaiah. Let's look at a scripture. Can you go to Isaiah 52.7? It should be a couple, one right in front of that title uh, of gospel shoes. Oh, it's up there. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things. This is Isaiah talking about good news. Jesus hadn't come yet, but he's already pointing us to Jesus. Have you ever noticed, can I give, can I give you all a little uh, cool little thing to think about? When you're reading the Old Testament, the Old Testament is pointing us toward Jesus. When you read the New Testament, the New Testament is pointing us back to the Father. Jesus came to make the connection back to the Father for us. We broke it as humans from Adam. That connection was severed, broken. Jesus restored it and started pointing us back to his Father. Such an incredible thing. And here it is in Isaiah talking about the feet of those that are bringing the good news. And it's a good new gospel of peace. Bringing good news of the gospel, and the gospel message is a message of peace. Notice that does not say, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who has good news, or who knows good news, but it's who brings good news. Shoes are made for moving. Shoes are made for going somewhere. If all you're going to do is sit in your couch chair and Eat popcorn and ice cream, you don't need shoes. If you're going to get up and move, you need shoes. Put the shoes on to move. So there's that emphasis on the preparation of the gospel. 
It's not just knowing what the gospel is. It's having a plan to share it with others. So I want to give you a, a, we use this in, in music terms. I think we use it in a lot of terms, but I want to give you an acronym of KISS. Everybody know what that means? Okay, not in church. Keep it simple, scriptural. When you're going to share the good news, keep it simple and scriptural. Do you know that nowhere in scripture does it talk about walking an aisle? Nowhere in scripture does it talk about raising your hand and asking Jesus into your heart. These are things that the church has kind of developed. I don't even want to say that they're wrong, but there's nowhere in here that talks about asking Jesus to come into your heart. I do it. Usually when I'm sharing, a, wit a witnessing, sharing about the gospel, I talk about asking Jesus into your heart. It does say, open up the door. Anyone that knocks, if you'll open your door, he will come in. Well, I like to associate the door with the heart. I don't think it's wrong. But we need to know Scripture. When you share salvation, when you share the gospel, share Scripture. So keep it simple, scriptural. You do not have to know 5,000 verses. You do not have to know theology. Share your salvation experience. The, one of the most powerful things that you, you have is your testimony. We overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Mine and Burton's testimony are different. Mine and Justin's testimony are different. Mine and Elizabeth's testimony are different. Mine and my kids' testimony are different. Mine and your testimony are different. Yours is incredibly powerful that when you go to witness and you share that testimony, I don't believe my testimony would have worked right there. Yours will. Do you follow me? When you're in that moment, no one else can do that for you. You. You go and just share, hey, I know your life's falling apart, but can I just share for you just a minute, Jesus, what you deserve, God paid the price for that. What you've done, God will forgive you. What you've walked through, God can clean that mess up. I've got good news to share with you, and if you will just accept Jesus right now, it says, let me just make it scriptural, Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, you will be saved. What did you just say? If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus, let me make sure I get it right, that God has raised Jesus from the dead. You will be saved. If you confess with your mouth, let me get this right, because I missed a key point. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. What's the difference in what I said first? What I said first was Paul's version, Paul's messed up version. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Well, we left one key piece out. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. What is that saying? If you are confessing that Jesus is Lord of your life. 
Doesn't mean you've got it all worked out. Doesn't mean now you're going to do everything perfectly, but that you are making a decision to have Jesus be Lord of your life. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. I want you to know that's going to have to come from God. To grasp the whole cross, to grasp the cross is going to take a supernatural move in your heart. But that's God's problem. When we present the gospel, God will work on that heart. The impossible, you may think there's no way this person's going to accept Christ. Don't take that away from Christ's power. Can God do that in that person's heart? Don't take that away from the Lord. God, I really don't think this person's going to do it, so I'm not going to share it. I'm going to embarrass myself, and I'm just not going to share. Don't do God's part. Let God do his part. Share it. Brother, I know you've got issues with church. I know that you've got issues with religion, but I want you to know that Christ has saved me from hell. Christ has saved me from my sin. The, the weight of my sin weighed so heavy on me in my mind for what I've done, and I can't get free of it. But when I received Christ as my Lord and Savior, He lifted that burden off of me. Christ died for my sins. I believe it. I believe that I have been washed clean. Do I still have consequences to my sin? Yes. Even to this day, yes. I still have to walk this out on this earth. There will come a time where I'm completely free. But until then, I still have, a, I still live in a fallen world. Can anybody relate? We must share the gospel and we must keep it simple. Scriptural. I know you want to say stupid, and if that helps you remember it, fine. We're talking about yourself, not anybody else. Keep it simple. Remember, the gospel is not, uh, is not putting on the sandals. It is preparing for the gospel. You're pre pre preparing, you're studying, you're understanding of Jesus. Your personal shoes, your testimony, your walk. I don't know about you, but I wear out shoes differently than other people do. My shoes wear in different places. I can turn my kids' shoes over, and they look different than the way that I wear my shoes. I have a personal walk. I need to share my personal story, but I also need to personally prepare and be in the Word and be filled with the Spirit. And be watching. If I'm prepared, I'm looking for opportunities. Church, I will tell you, even as a pastor, I'm not great at this. It takes great effort for me to share the gospel with people one-on-one. -on -one. It takes great effort. This is not, to some people it comes very easily. I think to most it comes as a challenge. But part of our walk includes putting on the shoes to be able to share the gospel of peace. Knowing the gospel and having a plan to share it. Let me give you a little benefit. This is part of your ability to stand. Do you hear me? There is a benefit to this piece of equipment that you're putting on. It will help you stand when, the, when Satan's bullets and arrows start coming at you. We must have on the, the shoes to be able to share the gospel of peace. And we've got to share it. That's part of our call. 
So you, wanna, you want success in the things that you're walking through? We've got to do this part. Do you hear me? We can't avoid, we can't just do all the good ones that we like and leave off the ones that we don't. If we leave off the shoes, we're going to fall. Share the gospel. Keep it simple and scriptural. So, I want to ask you, do you really know if you died today, where would you go? If your answer is heaven, why? Because you're a good person? Because you walked an aisle? Because somebody prayed for you? I want you to know this is your walk with the Lord. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. You may say, Pastor, I have confessed Jesus as Lord, but you know the whole thing of him being raised from the dead, I haven't quite grabbed hold of. That's okay. If you've confessed Jesus as Lord, get in the Word. God, part of the Holy Spirit's job is to confirm your salvation. Part of the Holy Spirit's job is to take the Word of God as you learn it and teach it to you and place it so deep in your heart that when you start to struggle, that's what wants to come out. Put on the shoes for the preparation of the gospel of peace. This is not a game we're playing. I want you to know as I've been preaching this message, a lot of attack is wanting to come into the church and water down what it is that we're doing. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Um, I mean this in the sweetest, best way. I'm coming after you all with everything I got. Both barrels loaded. I've got nothing to lose. We must turn to the Lord. We must stop playing a game. And even though I've been using props and that sort of thing, and we've been having some fun, this is not a game. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes to share the gospel of peace, these are vital pieces for you to be able to stand. And it doesn't say put on a couple pieces. It says put on the whole armor of God so that when the enemy comes, you will stand at the end of the battle. Church on the hill, we will stand. We will fight off the enemy, and we will find ourselves standing. I'm committed to that. Amen? So, if you've not received Christ as your Lord and Savior right now, Right now, bow your heads with me.